This episode of Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Take control of your travel experience with National Car Rental's Emerald Club. Visit nationalcar.com to find out more. So this is a new Apple. This is a different Apple. They're not expecting you to buy their device to watch their service. They want to bring their service to the masses, which is the mark of a true services company. Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards. And today we are taking a look at all of the big Apple services announcements that went down this week at their big March 2019 Apple events. There is a lot to cover. There was Apple News Plus, the subscription news service we expected Apple to announce. There is the Apple Card, which is Apple's foray into the credit card world, Apple Arcade, which is Apple's video game subscription service, and of course, Apple TV Plus, which is Apple's big subscription video service. As we've talked about in weeks past on Geared Up, Apple is looking to add some extra flair to their business in the hopes to get you to use their services in even more areas of your life. And that was the point of the major media event that it titled its Showtime, basically to give us a closer look at all the new services that they're looking to launch. So as Todd Bishop likes to say, we have a lot to talk about today. So let's jump in, starting with the big one, Apple TV Plus. Now, Apple says Apple TV Plus is going to be a service that gives you original stories from the most creative minds in TV and film. So you could think of this as Apple's version of Netflix originals or Hulu originals. But unlike Netflix and unlike Hulu, at least from the sound of it, Apple TV Plus will just feature original Apple content. It won't be supplemented the way Netflix and Hulu are with third party content as well. Now, on stage, Apple was fairly light on details. They used the bulk of the time here to have a bunch of the actors and directors and producers of the upcoming shows and movies take the stage to talk a little bit about their projects. So on stage for the first time at an Apple event, we saw Oprah Winfrey, we saw Jason Momoa, Steven Spielberg, Steve Carell, Big Bird, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Sarah Bareilles. There were a bunch of people on the stage at Apple's event to talk about the projects they're working on, but there weren't any like full length trailers to show us what to expect. There was a sizzle reel, which is basically a trailer that's combined of really short snippets of each of the projects, but it didn't really give you an idea of what to expect from the service. So it basically makes it feel like they're not ready to show anything. They were ready to tell you that the service is coming, but not ready to really show what to expect from the service. We know who to expect, but we don't know what to expect aside from original TV shows and movies across every genre, according to Apple. But even with that information, we know it's coming in the fall, but there's no solid release date. And Apple didn't even give us a price. I'm assuming that there is going to be a fee attached to Apple TV Plus. When you look at something like Netflix, which is about $12 a month these days, and Hulu, which is around $7 or $8 a month. Again, each of these services has a bunch of original content, but is also supplemented by third party content. So for your money, you're getting hundreds, if not thousands of hours of content. Apple TV Plus isn't going to be launching with thousands of hours of content, and it doesn't seem like they're bringing in content from third parties. So the one thing I've been trying to think about is pricing here, because Apple will be growing the catalog over time. They said on a monthly basis, they'll be releasing more and more content. So each and every month, it should become more valuable of a service. But what does that mean for pricing? In my opinion, it shouldn't be priced similar to Netflix or even similar to Hulu. So $12 is out and even... $8 is out. Apple does seem to be shooting for quality programming over quantity, where when you look at something like Netflix, 
half their originals, it seems, are just stand-up comedy specials, and Apple's looking to do more quality TV and quality movies. My take is that Apple TV Plus shouldn't cost more than $5 per month, and during the ramp-up phase, it should either be free for a couple of months or no more than $3 a month until they really start getting content being pumped out and filling up the service to make it valuable. But that's really all there was to show for Apple TV+. Plus. I'd say the big highlight moments were when Steven Spielberg took the stage, obviously a legend in film, and then at the end of the announcement when Oprah Winfrey took the stage to talk about a couple of documentaries she's working on for the Apple TV Plus service. Seeing those two faces on the stage at an Apple event, you could definitely feel Apple's seriousness about creating quality content for Apple TV Plus, but we're gonna have to wait and see. I should also mention another update to Apple TV. This is not Apple TV Plus, this is an update to the TV app on Apple TV on your iOS devices and is also coming to the Mac in May as well. It's a feature called Apple TV Channels. If you've seen channels on Amazon Prime Video, this is pretty similar. You're able to pick and choose which TV channels you wanna pay for a la carte or that you get access to with the cable subscription that you already pay for. Some examples of channels here can be Stars or HBO, Showtime, CBS All Access, which I'm excited about, by the way. I never thought I'd pay for CBS All Access until I saw that Jordan Peele's new take on The Twilight Zone it's going to be there exclusively, so I will be subscribed to CBS All Access starting next week. Epix is there as well. The updated TV app will then be your one-stop shop for pretty much any streaming content that isn't Netflix. Netflix did not sign on to be included in Apple's new TV app, but pretty much any other streaming service you can think of will be in there. You go into the app and you see shows and movies that you're watching, you see recommendations, and rather than having to jump into and out of different streaming apps to watch the various content you want to see. You no longer have to jump into your HBO app to watch Game of Thrones and then leave and go over to Hulu to watch the latest episode of This Is Us and then jump out and jump into CBS All Access to watch The Twilight Zone, etc. It'll all be there in the TV app, of course, unless you want to watch something from Netflix like Stranger Things. Again, the app will be available on Apple TV, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and the Mac as expected. But Apple also did reiterate that we're going to see a custom Apple TV app on smart TVs. So Samsung, Sony, Vizio, and LG smart TVs will all have an Apple TV app built in that you can launch from the TV itself. You will not have to own an Apple TV box in order to enjoy Apple TV going forward. Even more interesting, a new announcement is that Apple is also bringing their TV app to Roku devices and to Amazon Fire TV devices as well. So Fire TV Sticks, Fire TV set-top boxes, and Fire TV smart TVs too. So this is a new Apple. This is a different Apple. They're not expecting you to buy their device to watch their service. They want to bring their service to the masses, which is the mark of a true services company. Another service that caught a lot of attention from the It's Showtime event was the new Apple Card. This is Apple's brand new credit card that they're hoping is different enough and futuristic enough to make you sign up for one. The Apple Card is both a digital credit card that exists on your iPhone while also simultaneously existing as a physical piece of forged titanium. So if you've ever had one of those metal credit cards like an American Express Platinum, you know some credit card companies try to make the card feel in your hand, look and feel like a premium product. Apple's doing that with the physical manifestation 
of the Apple Card, and they're looking to be more unique with their credit card offering in many ways, starting from the application process, which takes place right on the iPhone. You apply for the card, and if you're approved, the card instantly appears in your Apple Wallet app and can be used right away instantly. The Apple Wallet app is also where you'll view your credit card statements, your balance, your rewards, and any payment due dates. And one nice thing that they showed that the app did was, at least for me, sometimes I get a credit card statement and when I'm looking at it, it's hard to decipher where some of the charges came from because they'll have odd names or odd addresses or just a random string of letters and numbers. Apple takes that and converts that into the actual human readable company so you know exactly what you bought and where you bought it from. They'll put the name, they'll put the logo of the company, and they'll even put an Apple map showing your physical location when you made the purchase. Another big change Apple pushed was that the Apple Card has no late fees, no over limit fees, no international fees, and a low interest rate. So basically they're saying the credit card industry suffers from various things, and we're here to show you that a credit card can be done without taking advantage of you at every turn as the consumer. Another interesting piece, the Apple Card will generate a new security code and credit card number for every purchase that you make. In fact, the physical card, when you get it, doesn't have a card number on it, doesn't have an expiration date on it, there's no security code, there's not even a line for you to sign your signature on the card. If you happen to need any of these pieces of information for checking out, like if you're buying something online, you can generate them on the fly right in the wallet app if Apple Pay isn't accepted. And what's cool here is that you don't have to worry about a credit card number being stolen. The Apple Card gives you a randomized number whenever you need one and generates one automatically when you're swiping or when you're using Apple Pay. Now, I did mention rewards. We should talk about those for a second. The Apple Card is backed by Goldman Sachs and MasterCard and has three reward tiers. The first one, the highest one, is 3% cash back, but that's only when you're buying from Apple themselves. So that can be if you're buying hardware from the Apple Store, whether it's a physical Apple Store or the Apple Store online, you'll save 3% there. If you're buying something from the App Store, iTunes Music, your Apple Music subscription, or any subscriptions that you get through the App Store, those will all give you 3% cash back if you use the Apple Card to pay for them. The next tier is 2% cash back, and that's gonna be when you use your Apple Card anywhere with Apple Pay. So that means you're not swiping the physical card, you're using a digital payment from your iPhone or your Apple Watch at a tap to pay terminal using Apple Pay. Any purchase you make using Apple Pay with the Apple Card, you get 2% cash back. And finally, there's 1% cash back when you use the physical card to make a purchase. So anytime you swipe the card, you're gonna get 1% cash back. Apple calls this daily cash, and they will deposit your daily cash onto your digital Apple Pay cash card on your iPhone each day. So you don't have to wait till the end of the year or till the end of the month or anything till your till your statement closes. You'll get your daily cash every single day deposited onto your Apple Pay cash card. And you treat it like actual cash. So if you want, you can withdraw it to your bank account. You can use it to send money to friends. You can use it to pay down your balance. Whatever you want to do, it's your cash to use each and every day, which is cool. But overall, in my personal opinion, just about every feature of the Apple Card is great when you look at the functionality and the reimagining of how a credit card should work in the modern age. But the rewards specifically are fairly mundane. 3% cashback is nice, but you're only getting that when you buy from Apple, and that's certainly not something that people do on an everyday basis. 2% cashback is just okay, and it's only at places that accept Apple Pay in the first place. 
anytime you're swiping your card, you're just getting 1% cash back, which is not a big deal at all. There are cards out there that will give you 5% cash back on everything you buy. There are cards out there that for minimum spend will give you the equivalent of, you know, $500 in airline points or $500 worth of hotel credits. So when it comes to rewards, the Apple card is just okay. It's it's mid-range, it's mid-tier, it's nothing to get too excited about. But all of the other features, and especially the privacy features, Apple does not share your purchases with any retailer and they don't even share them with themselves. They don't even gather that data themselves. Apple doesn't know what you buy or where you bought it. So your purchase history is not gonna be used to market towards you. Apple says the Apple Card is dropping this summer. So that's when you'll be able to apply for the Apple Card and get it added to your Apple Wallet app. Let me know what you think of the Apple Card though. Feel free to tweet me at Andrew Edwards, A-N-D-R-U, at Andrew Edwards, or drop me a comment on the YouTube video where I talked about the Apple event, youtube.com slash gear live. Up next, we'll be talking about Apple's brand new subscription news service. It's Apple News Plus. We'll talk about that right after the break here on Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Andrew. Hey, Road Warriors. The latest tech puts me in the driver's seat every time I travel. Control your travel experience with National Car Rentals Emerald Club. Bypass the counter and choose any car on the aisle so you have more time to use your smartphone to tune in to the Geared Up podcast. Go national. Go like a pro. Subject to availability and other restrictions. Edwards, it is time for the National Car Rental Story of the Week. A big shout out to National Car Rental for sponsoring Geared Up. And hey, if you do business travel or even personal travel on a regular basis, you should check out my other show, Technically Speaking, over on the nationalcar.com control center or at youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. Technically Speaking is the show I do with National Car Rental where I talk about some of the best gear you should take with you when you're traveling. As we know, tech can be cool, but tech can also make travel more easy, more efficient, or even more fun. If you wanna learn more about travel tech, be sure to check out Technically Speaking. The latest tech puts you in the driver's seat, National Car Rental's Emerald Club will keep you there. Now on to the National Car Rental Story of the Week. It is Apple News Plus. Apple kicked off the March event by showing that it's adding newspapers and magazines to its news app for iOS and macOS and allowing you to access them for the all-you-can-eat monthly price of $9.99. And by the way, while the service is $10 per month, the first month is completely free to try out. It is live now. So as I talk about this, if it sounds interesting to you, you can give it a try completely for free for 30 days. One way Apple is trying to bring news into the new age is with a design of the stories and the publications that you're gonna see in the Apple News app. You open up Apple News now and there is an Apple News Plus tab, and that's where Apple is gonna surface different articles that it thinks would apply to you, things you'd wanna read from the various supported magazines and newspapers that are included in Apple News Plus. One way Apple's trying to bring news into the new age is with the design of the stories and the publications and the articles. One example of this is the new live cover, which animates the magazine covers to make them look more interactive. One example was a National Geographic cover. When you scroll down to it, you would basically see a video panning around the different subjects of the articles to kind of entice you to tap on it. The service will continually learn what you like and will recommend both stories and publications for you to read. Apple says all the processing takes place on your device itself and your reading activity is never sent to Apple. So as you can see, Apple is weaving the whole privacy theme through everything that they announced here. All the content is downloadable, so you can read it even when you're offline. So if you're doing something like taking a flight, flying cross country, 
rather than having to stop at a newsstand and pick up a magazine or two, you can just download as many of the 300 different supported magazines and newspapers that are available in Apple News Plus. And again, this is just the launch. So right now, as I said, you can access about 300 magazines and newspapers that includes the Los Angeles Times and portions of the Wall Street Journal. So you can't just go in and read the full Wall Street Journal cover to cover, but apparently all the articles from the Daily Journal are searchable. You just have to know what you're looking for. As I mentioned, Apple says they will not know what you read. And they also made sure to let us know that the advertisers can't track your activity either. So you're not going to receive ads based on stories or publications that you choose to read. And one last tidbit on Apple News Plus, the cost is the same whether you use it solo by yourself or whether you use it with family sharing, which allows you to share it with up to six people in your family for that same $10 per month, which is a change from something like Apple Music, where if you want to use Apple Music, you pay $10 per month. But if you want to share it with your family, you can pay $15 per month and then you and up to five other family members. So six total can all access Apple Music on their devices separately. With Apple News Plus, there's no upcharge. That same $10 per month will work for those same six family members. I do think this is an interesting play for Apple to earn money from services. There are people who are on both sides of the fence. They think it's a positive thing to get news into the hands of more people, news and magazines. And then others say Apple's taking half the money, so they're keeping $5 per month. And then the other $5 is being split between the different newspapers and magazines that you end up reading and spending time in. So they're not really getting a lot of money. But I think it's more about scale. If you can get a lot of people using Apple News Plus, then you'll be putting a substantial amount of money back into the hands of these newspapers and magazines. Some of the big ones here are Time Magazine, The Atlantic, The New Yorker. You've got Vogue and InStyle, Sports Illustrated, ESPN Magazine, People Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, Wired Magazine, National Geographic, and even online publications like Vox, The Skim, The Cut, and Vulture. Now, aside from just an article view, you can also go into each magazine themselves and you can even tap and subscribe, quote unquote, subscribe to a magazine so that every time a new issue comes out, it's automatically downloaded to your device and waiting for you with a push notification. It should also be noted that Apple TV Plus is available not just on iPhones, but also the iPad and even the Mac. Up next, we will talk about the last service that Apple announced at its big event, that being its gaming service apple arcade it's coming up next right here on geared up welcome back to geared up i'm andrew edwards and we are going over apple's big thank you to national car rental for sponsoring this week's episode of geared up travel tech can make you a master road warrior you know what else puts you in control of your business trip national car rentals emerald club you can bypass the counter choose any car on the aisle and go it feels good to be in the driver's seat doesn't it go national go like a pro Subject to availability and other restrictions. March 25th, 2019, it's Showtime event. We talked about Apple TV Plus. We talked about Apple TV channels. We talked about Apple News Plus. We talked about the Apple Card. But there was one service Apple announced that I thought might have been the most interesting of them all. And that was Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade is a game subscription service that provides users with access to over 100 games that are exclusive to the service. And what I mean by that is the entire catalog. I'm not saying it's exclusive just to iPhones or just to Apple, but they're exclusive to the Apple Arcade service itself. So all the games that are in the service, you will not be able to access. You will not be able to buy 
regardless of if you use an iPhone or an Android device. They're just not going to be there. They're going to be in the Apple Arcade service. This is not another game streaming service like we've been seeing with things like Google Stadia, which does look cool. Apple Arcade users will instead install their games through the App Store like normal so they can be played anywhere without the need for an internet connection. Apple did show various games which include familiar franchises like Sonic the Hedgehog. They mentioned we'll see titles from Will Wright, Sega, Cartoon Network, Konami, Lego, and more. And more than just selecting games to be added to the service, Apple's actually helping with the development costs of a lot of these games as well. They say Apple Arcade is going to launch in the fall in over 150 countries. No pricing was announced. I'm going to assume we're going to see pricing at their September event alongside the next iteration of the iPhone. And interestingly enough, they also said the games are going to be playable on iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch, which you would expect, but also on Apple TV and even the Mac. Now that is interesting because Apple TV games have kind of floundered due to the requirement that they're able to be played in full using just the Apple TV remote, which is not the best game controller in the world. I wonder if they're gonna relax that requirement. But also the Mac, the Mac has always been seen as a place where gaming just doesn't really exist. But here we're gonna see 100 quality games that will be exclusive to the Apple Arcade and that's 100 games you'll be able to play on a Mac that you will not be able to play on a PC. And there you have it. That was Apple's whole event. That is the It's Showtime event. Apple becoming more and more of a services-based company, not just relying on the hardware, but also on services now to continue to keep that revenue flowing. I am interested to hear which of these services do you think you will be subscribing to? Will you be an Apple Arcade subscriber? Will you be an Apple TV Plus subscriber? Are you going to give Apple News Plus a shot? And are you going to get the Apple card? Again, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Edwards or on Instagram at Andrew, A-N-D-R-U, or on YouTube, youtube.com slash gear live. Drop me a comment, drop me an at reply, and let me know which of these services do you think you'll be subscribing to. Let me know on social media, and I will talk to you there. That is it for this edition of Geared Up. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week.